It's a good show. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Is YouTube anti-gay? Some YouTube <laughs> content creators think that, guys. They they actually, like, gay YouTubers mm. are complaining that YouTube is censoring their content, especially a lot mm. of their monetized content, yeah. um, because of all kinds of reasons. But they right. they're, they're using, like, what is it called, restricted mode? Yeah, they've been saying that it's been... Uh, their content has been hidden, demonetized, or age-gated, which I mean, obviously speaks for itself, the <laughs> yeah. idea that YouTube So is... what happens when it's age-gated? Like, does that mean it's hard to find? Yeah, it's hard for, like, like I mean, like a lot of younger teens uh-huh. to find the content. So, like, yeah. um, we're talking, like, uh, it gets better videos. We're mm-hmm. talking all kinds sure. of different, like, coming out stories. Tyler that Oakley. Tyler yeah. Oakley isn't getting to, like, 14-year-olds because on, I guess, I don't, I've never had... I started my Gmail account long after I turned mm-hmm. 18. Right. But I think you have to identify that you're under 18 when you get a Gmail account. Hmm. I don't know what would huh. make you just go the other way and say I'm over 18. That's what so, I would do if I was 14. Yeah. I See, I don't know a lot of these people because I only use YouTube for courtroom brawl videos. But right, when we were right, texting right. about Turkish this, wrestling. you were genuinely surprised by this. Uh, yeah, this was... Uh, no, I'm entirely on board with this being very creepy and... and I'm offended. Yeah. You know what? I'm offended. I mean, the restricted uh, mode. Yeah, this is really strange. Yeah, YouTube is restricting uh, and demonetizing. Well, people are complaining these... that YouTube is right. saying that that YouTube is doing this. However, YouTube says that they aren't doing this. Um, words that YouTubers are saying are triggering sort of instant demonetization are trans and transgender. And YouTube officially says we do not have a list of LGBTQ related words that trigger demonetization. And we are constantly evaluating our systems to ensure they are enforcing our policies without any bias. Well, there was even there's a one trans YouTuber who posted a video in 2017 and he tweeted these screenshots of these video that that were originally uploaded with trans in the title. Right. Yeah. And so then they were both they were demonetized, you know, obviously against his wishes. Mm-hmm. So he screenshotted them, tweeted them, and then um, they were then re-monetized. Right. But then he realized later um, that, like a, a year after that that he'd uploaded two copies of a video just to kind of like to test the waters yeah. and he found that in the second one he put transgender in the in the title and it was demonetized again it was no it was, de- it was demonetized and marked as not suitable for advertisers yeah so he says every one of my trans 101 videos has been demonetized are you going to tell me that trans people aren't directly attacked and in, I, I, I mean I get it That's I like, get it completely yeah. crazy. I mean on the flip side of it because uh, these, it is basically a robot that is demonetizing. Right. These, right. Not a human being half the time. At least right. I, from well, until what he, I know. Until he talks I would about certainly it. guess until that it's it's not like a guy who's guy sitting there doing yeah. it. Which makes me think how many YouTube videos are out there that are like just full on hating Horrible. trans yeah, people. Right. And is it is it the algorithm that is being triggered in a negative way to these? videos that are actually positive reinforcements of trans oh, identity. That's, that's interesting. So you're, I hadn't even considered that. You're suggesting that perhaps trans has been, uh, uh, the word trans has been triggered because the predominant viewpoint on YouTube is negative. 
I get. I don't know. I, I that's just I, that's I, an, I am, So Alan yeah. is saying it's. I mean, he's just hypothesizing. Yeah, right. he's saying it's possible that trans might have been might be triggered to not be monetized only because the. It's possible the preponderance of videos that discuss trans issues are actually anti-trans. Oh, yeah. I see. My, I would actually guess the opposite for some reason. I mean, I'm a good yeah. person, so I've never gone out of my way to look up anti-trans videos because right, right, I right, support yeah. trans people. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no trans courtroom brawl videos either. So no. I'm, well, I'm you, not... and YouTube said they don't have they don't have like a list. They don't have a list of words that immediately demonetize But what's weird is like they Do we say, take them at face value though, you know? No, of course not. I would never take any internet any company, company, massive tech company at Even face value. Even one that donates to Democrats, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if they're saying that they don't do this, but yet people, users, are clearly, especially queer users, are saying, we're seeing this. We're, we're feeling the effects of this. And a lot of these people, this is their livelihood. The monetization yeah. of these yeah. videos are their livelihood. And... If they're seeing this, then why doesn't YouTube, Google, which is owns YouTube, owns YouTube, Google go out of their way to like create a little algorithm thingy? I don't know how that works. Yeah, to like make that work. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. in like t especially like in 2019, like in the in a world where it feels like everybody's going out of their way to diversify and to highlight and to be inclusive, you'd think they would take a stronger stance, especially on a social media platform that where. You know, gay, LGBTQ trans kids are like, you know, making these videos yeah. and it, it creating actual community. You'd think it would you go know, out of their way. You know what it reminds me? I of? would think it reminds me like Uber is a good uh, is a good example. Like when Uber came along, it was like uh, not only was it convenient and cheap and all these great things, it was like oh, it eliminates the ability to commit a crime because everything is traceable. Yes. You're getting picked up. At a certain location, mm -hmm. we know who you are because of your social media accounts and your phone, blah, blah, blah. And then but, – but obviously as is uh, – as we've learned in the media, whenever something happens, whenever say a passenger accuses a driver of sexual assault yeah. during, uh, during a ride – You'll hear these stories where it takes Uber months yeah, to follow through. Really weird. It's and and you're like, what could you be? What you can't? I can't as a human being wrap my head around. Yeah. I don't even think they have why a customer service company number. would do that. They don't have a customer service I don't think number. Uber has a customer service uh, number. I don't wow. know. I don't know. I, I mean, you can pay me. To, I'm at home all day. Yeah. <laughs> you I, could, don't, I don't think they're going to pay you to do that. You don't think so? Yeah, I doubt no. it. You know, but what's interesting? What made me think a lot about this is sort of the. The way the straight world, which I'm I'm classifying the tech world as straight, predominantly straight. Oh, the how straight dare world you! Oh my God! <laughs> doesn't understand queer life and the way queer users use and communicate in mm. in online and in certain ways. Sure. So, like you know, one thing that I've noticed. I mean, Tumblr just recently took down porn, right. which is one example right. of sort of. I mean, that wasn't just queer, but it was largely queer. Uh, and you go on like Twitter, for example, and I just noticed this because like. I, I wasn't looking for his porn. I was legitimately looking for something about him. But there was this porn actor I was looking for oh. on Twitter, and you put in his name, and it's literally his. It's his. It's his handle. And you know how on Twitter it'll give you like suggestions of people. Nothing comes up. I did that mm. for a bunch of different porn people oh, that sure. I don't follow. Is he verified? And, and no, no. And it's like they're not being populated, which makes right. me think: Is there an algorithm within Twitter that isn't showing adult content? I would guess yes. Well, but that, but that's that's obviously different. 
Is it? I don't know. Because it's like, yeah. there's, to me, I'm thinking that there's, in the tech world, this understanding of sort of sexual identities. Even today on The View, mm. they, they, we recorded, we're recording, as of today on The View, uh, Sonny Hostet was talking about this story about this this housing listing that had a sex dungeon, like oh, the Zillow housing, and the pictures, they had a sex mm. dungeon. And they all were talking about how these people are freaks, and how these things, like, this is just a freaky couple, and it's yeah. like, there's no understanding of sort of sex positivity in any platform, yeah. be it on YouTube, if a trans person is talking about their own sexual identity, on Twitter, if you're looking for a user's profile, is porn, maybe they do adult content, maybe they don't, but it's the internet has deemed it as adult or offensive. My website, because of like some blog posts that I've posted of talking about some of the stories I've written for Vice and everything, is listed as porn, even though yeah. huh. I'm not Nothing on my website except for the occasional, which Brent sent me a butt picture of myself today. Uh, like the a, occasional a butt, butt picture, picture of Alan that right. he posted and forgot about. Yeah, uh, but with the occasional butt picture, there's no porn on my website. Who labeled yeah. it porn? Like, like if you like, uh, you know, ad blockers on or mm-hmm. security blockers on like companies' websites sure. or companies' yeah. internets. Yeah, I have like, them on my phone because I don't allow myself to look at. Well, porn. then you yeah. probably can't go to my website. I probably can't. Friend, I also can't. Friends go to... who work at corporate companies can't go to my website because That's this, it's bizarre. It's porn. Yeah, your your web your writing website. My hallenscott.com. But then, the, but then again, there's all there's literally uh, there's an architectural website that I can't go to either. Yeah, I mean, but that's reason. what I'm saying is that like these systems haven't been set up to be humane <laughs> and to yeah. understand sort of the nuances of people and that not everything is offensive to or that right. we're so that we need this protection. So mm-hmm. even as far yeah, like you, I guess the idea is like. Even as far as we've gotten in terms of like the freedom of the internet, it's like there's still these mechanisms at play that are that feel in that way archaic, I guess. Well, and there are more mechanisms that affect queer people than I think straight people, mm. because queer people fundamentally, by how we identify as queer, gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, it is a Pan-curious. sexual. It is a sexual identity. It I is a sexual you, thing being added that the internet then says, "Ooh, this could be porn." I wonder if the same thing happens when you look up like a female porn star on Twitter. If her I don't know, name let's is try. Brock. Name one. Oh boy, um, that might be tough. I, I don't know I'm sure one. The, I'm sure Stormy there's one Bar- Barbie. Barbie. Storm, no, Stormy no, Daniels and No, Kyle. name one that's, like, obscure or someone not obscure, but that, like... Got, oh, yeah. Janet Jameson? Janet, that's not obscure. You, mm. I said obscure and you say Janet Jameson. Do you Jameson. know an obscure Most female famous. porn yeah. star? No, I don't, but I'm just... That's not, like, one I would say. Uh, um, uh, okay, I'll put in Stormy Brie, Daniels. Brie, no, Brie, Brie Olsen. Isn't Brie that Olsen. an actress? No, that's a different... You're thinking of Brie Larson. Brie Olsen uh, is a porn star. Huh. Yeah, nothing comes up. Huh. Okay, so it's consistent. Yeah, I have to, like, literally okay, go so to the Okay, so we don't handle. have to cancel Twitter? Nope. <laughs> we, Twitter, we, we don't have to start the hashtag Twitter kind of hates gays, too. <laughs> yeah, right. But Twitter lets you post porn. But, I mean, yeah. I, I do, I mean, I, I hear you, and you make, a obviously, an eloquent point, but uh, I, I, do still think, eloquent. I, I do still think <laughs> there's a difference between porn, like, ag- aggressive sexual... And just like uh, presentation and, and like trans. a YouTube vlogger talking about. Well, being no, trans. of course. But what I'm saying is that, like, in general, no matter what sexual identity your right. your internet presence is profiling, if it's be not it, straight, if it's not straight, straight and doesn't have any sort of sexual qualifiers in whatever you're using, then. It, you're you're like you're more likely to be oppressed in, a, in exactly. a, its own strange way. It's, it's so strange to me. <clears throat> well, I guess we should fix the algorithm with for some. Uh... I, I wouldn't be surprised if the CEO of Google is listening to this podcast. You yeah. think he is? And perhaps can I borrow five dollars? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
not even joking. Well, we're here today with Matt Rogers. Hey, Matt. Hi. How's Matt, it going, guys? from hey, New York City. <laughs> you big apple, if you wow. will. If you please. If you will, I will. If you will, you must. You must be hating how cold it is here. I, it's just not what I came prepared yeah. for. I don't yeah. come here for this. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? I come here it's been, for... It's been 60s, low 60s, Chilling blustery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been blustery in 60. <laughs> I wouldn't say blustery, I'd say brisk. It's brisk. It's very brisk. It's been raining, too, which is really Mm -hmm. shitty. It is kind of crazy when uh, in L.A. every once in a while it'll be 60 degrees, which is cold, Mm -hmm. and I'll still see people walking around in T-shirts. Yeah. Mm. And do you do this? uh, See, for me, whenever I am somewhere and I'm underdressed Mm -hmm. and I start to get cold... I swear to God, I go into a headspace that's like, you're going to die yep. yeah. unless you get a coat on within See, an hour. actively mad. Or get drunk. Yeah. Diane Keaton is such an influence in my life that I literally never go anywhere underdressed. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah. never in my life done that. You're late. Yeah. <laughs> I tie around my waist now. Oh, sure. I'm a big waist tire. I'm sure. returning to like what was cool to do when you were like a toddler. Yes, You might yeah. be from yes. Long Island, yeah. but that's very Westchester. Oh, that's <laughs> very that. No, I feel like that would be if it was around my neck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, you're yes. right. You're right. No, I yeah. feel like the, around the waist feels like very like grungy to me. Yeah, and very I love grunge. it. Does it? Sure. I'm loving it. Yeah, flannel around the waist. Oh, see, Have you been doing flannels around me. the waist, Elliot? Flannels around the waist. <laughs> I I'm feel into like it. It gives you like sort of a masculine like utility thing, it's, but also you get that dress feeling. It's you know very, I mean? so it's, it's very, very Angela Chase. But yes. I do love a cape moment when something's flowing uh, behind you, which is why this is open, so it can flow. It's very big. It's a coast shirt flowing. This is a coast shirt. It's very expensive. A what? Coast shirt. I don't know. Michael said it was important. Coast. Oh, C-O-S. How do you spell it? Yeah, Coast. C-O-S. C-O-S. Mm. Yeah. My, when I was little, I used to stuff a um, towel in my in the back of my shirt so I could pretend that it was hair because so I could like pretend <laughs> I was a little girl. <laughs> and oh, my oh, mom oh. said... Oh, he's doing it because he wants to be a superhero. And I was just like, no, I'm Tina. <laughs> my name for myself was Tina. Because yeah, I saw this, like, I think, contestant on Legends of the Hidden Temple I'm from Nickelodeon whose sure. name was Tina. Wow. And I realized I, she was my first gay icon. Right. And so Tina. I'd stuff my, Tina from Legends. stuff my shirt in the back, and then I'd so be running around like as Tina. I, no, I had like, Funny. it literally looked like a little cape. So, so, like, I would stuff like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you can picture my mom looking at it and being like, oh, it's like a superhero so cape. So it looked like one long It was like a mane. Lump. It was like a mane. Okay, yeah. It looked it. like a cape, but for me, it was long Tina hair. Uh, your mom's a hairdresser on she Long Island. She certainly is. So wow. I wish she would have, like, let, she didn't, like, let you tease. No, and then she took it to the doctor. She was like, he does this thing. What do you think it means? And the doctor said, this is early on. The doctor said, uh, well, he's just very smart. He wants to take on different uh, personas. So she was like, oh, so he's like not gay. And they were like, nope, smart. And they're like, okay, fine. Just went under the table. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, you were you, you were. Were you closeted through college? Yeah, well, through the first year of college, and I went to NYU. Yeah, wow. so I was like, wow. I was surrounded by this stuff. Yeah, me yeah. too. I but I, I came out pretty quickly. But what mm. was that like? It what be the freshman year well, of college? I guess being Harrowing. closeted in New York City, even terrible. Like- I think it's hard anywhere. But the thing is, like, the, 
here's what was kind of kooky was like going from Long Island where the bullies were obviously the straight kids of course. and then you go to NYU and you're closeted and everyone can tell and the bullies are the gay men who yes. are out and they're even more vicious <laughs> than any, uh, anything yes. I had yeah, ever there's seen there's no moral yes. compass yes. in the gay community yeah, yeah, no. gay bullies are intense yeah, yeah I mean it yeah. was just and it was just it was rooted in this thing of like we came out the other side you can't so you're weak it was like the first time you ever felt power I kind of got it so why did you even want to come out well I needed to have sex yeah. because it was at the point where I was like in class in the morning and I would get so horny I'd have to leave class oh like, wow I, got, I, I pushed myself to the brink wow I was like so horny and closeted that I was like were you watching to gay leave porn class. Th- were you watching porn at this point loads of the stuff oh yeah okay. but okay. like in 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 the morning, st- it was just like I, I had early classes and I like wouldn't get to like jack off in the morning because I had a roommate. Sure. And so I would just be Never so horny me. in class. And um, wow. it was it just got to the point where I was like, I can't physically sexually take this anymore. Wow. And then I came out and like I hooked up with my boss uh, for at a wow. clam bar <laughs> where I bust tables. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, like at the actual bar? Like no, at the bar? N- well, I we did hook up like in his office like sometimes, yeah. but it was mostly at his um in living quarters <laughs> no um, oh. on Long Island where oh wow oh my god I, I'll, I'll spill the tea um, it was in Bayshore I won't oh. say the name of the place but it was a it was a clam place in yeah. Bayshore and honestly it was like a good summer experience because he was a little older I thought that was very hot I'm sure, um, sure. did he have like the Guido like beard the helmet beard like the beginnings of one yeah. you know what he had which I really loved tattoos yeah but gay on, oh. gay on Long Island is very I different I this yeah. guy once when I first moved to New York <laughs> and I, we kind of went on a bunch of different dates and he was lived on Long Island and mm-hmm. I don't know where And but I would go out to his place a lot oh yeah you told me and we've tried would, to, I think I think we're talking like Glen Cove I see. Are we? I don't I think, know. No, from the clues that I've heard in this story. Yeah, yeah he would drive me out to his place and stuff, and 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 it, and it, <laughs> turns, and it turns out that the only, he wanted like to like make me really fat, which isn't oh. hard for me to do. Oh, they, they, they love feeding you. you. Yeah, he wanted me to be really fat because he saw potential in me because of my massive thighs. He thought I could be really fat, and I oh. am really fat now. But like then, I wasn't. <laughs> so I was, was really fat. Oh a my feeder. god! It was this weird moment, and he was so thin, and uh. he would he would only have sex. With like, because I bottomed, and he would only like, like pull down his underwear, and he would take his <gasps> oh, balls and his that. dick out. Oh, shut up! But really? he wouldn't take it all off, and I'm yeah. like, I want to eat your ass. <laughs> and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't do oh, it. Oh my god! Because he was I, so like hairless, and like I was just like, mm, I'm gonna eat that booty, Whoa. and he wouldn't let me. Because I knew a guy he, who did the exact same thing. I don't thing. get he it. Could only put his dick between the slit in his briefs. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. And I, oh I my would, god! I would like. I'm like, please just get naked. Yeah. And he's like, I, I really feel uncomfortable. <gasps> do a lot of guys that. on Long Island do that? That, guys, There's no, a, we, were, we were fully nude. Fully nude. <laughs> we had nude sex. I, I see Brent pointing at me before I even yeah. know what he like. I know what Brent wants me to say before. I just see him pointing like, say "You're it. gonna say this. You're gonna say, say this." It. He wants me to say <laughs> that for a very long time. Uh-huh. Yes, I've hooked up. Uh, I used to hook up with a guy. Oh, I know this in uh, Comac. Oh. Yes, and he is. Disgusting. <laughs> really? Why? He, why? Why? Because he is so Long Island that he has a waterbed. Waterbed. Yeah. No! Waterbed. No, 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 he no, no. He has no. like a small house, but like a huge, ugly, like white picket fence, but that fake kind. Yeah. That's yeah. so like, so like, <laughs> like. Uh, it's like play school. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, garbage. And he puts, and he stinks, like he stinks oh. of like cologne, like bad cologne. Oh, sure, sure, sure. He's got the 
really bad facial hair, mm. and he decorates <laughs> his home mm-hmm. with Abercrombie and Fitch bags. <laughs> Wait, he decorates? That, how does decorate. he decorate? He hangs them in his bedroom like... Like, like, a, I mean, like, like their <laughs> photos. Like wow. their beautiful like their art. erotic photos. I did that with the Holy magazines. Shit. Sure. Yeah, when, yeah you when you were 16. a kid. Yeah, right. when I was a kid. And uh, those are hidden under the bed, but yeah. He's how old? I think he's in his late late thirties at this point. Wow! Yeah, you've been wow. you've been hooking up with him for years. I was. I Wait, don't why did you keep hooking up with him? It was fine. It was good. Yeah, whoa, it was good. Whoa, sex. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, was, but that's the thing. Was, yes. Freaks. Uh, like yes. freaks like the that, best. they're the, the best. best. Like the, best. The, the worst freaks. people in bed are the best yeah. looking. Yeah, Wait, the worst. The worst people in bed are the best looking. It's true. They really are. I mean, mm. sometimes I think like that's why I everyone always complains even, about me. Yeah. <laughs> even in college, the people who like didn't really have it figured out yet, if they were a little weird, they were at least willing to try shit. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've always, I, I used to have this thing about like the pretty people are always looking for the pretty people and the ugly people are always looking for the ugly people and it's the mediocre people who are always admiring the pretty people and mm. pitying the ugly people and they're just jerking off all the time yeah, because they're, they're not just getting any fun. You literally it. just described my life. And it's <laughs> like, like exactly It's like if we just like just got freaky and did a thing, let's have some fun. Yes. Mm. When See, you were, I, yeah, no, never mind. Okay, <laughs> I think maybe it's because when you're really hot, you think your sex has to look really hot because you see yourself mm-hmm. doing it all the time in porn and in mm-hmm. movies, and you're like, yeah. ugh, I have to actually be good at it. I've like, had yeah. so many. I, 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 a couple years ago, I hooked up with this guy who was beautiful, mm. and before we started hooking up, he told me he was HIV positive, which I didn't have a problem with because you know, I'm. Uh, like mm-hmm. modern and liberated and so I had sex with him and he was so gorgeous but the sex was so bad he like hummed on my dick he literally hummed, hummed. he thought that was, gave, he thought it was like hot difference? but he was so fucking hot and then after we had sex he said to me it's really cool to hook up with someone normal like average oh and yikes. I was like and, in my, and this is gonna sound horrible but in the back of my head I was like bitch you got HIV yeah, yeah. Like, right. I'm I was so I was so appalled. Elliot is stifling his laughter yes. right now, which you're not supposed to do on a podcast. It just sounds uncomfortable. Holy shit! Yeah, that's it was bad. awful. But he thought I was average. I'm so not average. Yeah, yeah. That is. Funny. You are a ten out of ten. Thank Alan. you. you well, Matt, when you, so you, at NYU you came out. Mm. Is that where you? So you are a co-host of the podcast Las Culturistas. I am with Mr. Bo and Yang. Yes, another that one. fave. Another. You fave. guys met at school. We did. At NYU, yeah. So we met because he was, he the, was the one. He, <laughs> no. he actually was. Was he? he was? Yeah. He actually had to come mm. out twice. Why? He came out in high school, and then difficulty with his. You know, this is a story you could tell. Sure, but difficulty sure. with his family accepting oh, okay. it. Sure. They're you know traditional Chinese yes. parents. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he actually yeah he went through a whole thing with conversion therapy, cool. which he's been honest about cool. like on our podcast, and it was fucking horrible. Uh, and uh, so then you know it it didn't work obviously like. But he went back in the closet, so in that regard, it kept him repressed. And then he did come out again in college where we met. He was the one gay guy on the NYU improv group, and I was the one gay guy on the sketch group. Oh, my God. And so the teams, thinking they were funny, were like, oh, like, you guys, like, you know, do it. Like, be friends. And we were like... Very spiteful towards each other, almost because of that. Yes, yes. Like, sure. Fuck you. We're actually going to be very dynamic and not have anything <laughs> in common. And then I remember the night that we decided we were going to be best friends, like sisters, was 
we were at this joint party the comedy groups were having, and he from across the room I saw he had he knew every word when it came on to Nicki Minaj's super bass. <laughs> now let me explain. <laughs> this is while it was still a bonus track on Pink Friday. Yes. It was not really on the album. It was not going to be a single. Right. And surprisingly enough, Taylor Swift <laughs> found it on the album and she started performing it in her concerts because she thought it was a bop. Oh. And then everyone quickly agreed with her and it became this huge hit. This was prior to all that when I said, he knows every word to this song yeah. like me. Okay, maybe there's something here. And then we proceeded to like do it with each other at the party. So yes. we literally got together and were gay for them. So they did win. I mean, oh my God. But I met my best friend out of it. That's, That's great. so awesome. Was yeah. that Hammercats? I was Hammercats. He was Dangerbox. Isn't it, isn't it interesting how yeah. I think queer people can use popular culture as a means to sort of identify each other yes. when we can't? Because, I mean, so often we don't live in a world where, like, you know everyone's gay or you know the gay guy at the end, unless you obviously know that they're gay if they have a shirt that says Taylor Swift. Yeah. But, like, you, you, you identify by the songs that they like or the things it's that they're... It's a unifier. I, I, yeah. remember, I remember Rafifi, 2006, uh, after a show... Uh, I believe it was Enya's Ornoco Flow came on. Right, yes. And mm. I saw Elliot. Yep. Elliot was sitting on his thumb in the corner of the bar. Sitting, yeah. and I'm like, that yeah. guy's sitting cool. Pleasuring my thumb. Just giving the prostate some energy. Anything for a tingle, as Elliot always says. Oh my God. I never say that. It really is a unifier. And that's actually what we do on our podcast. We bring someone on and we say, what was the pop culture that made you say culture was for me? It just gets you all on the same page. And, you know, it's an endless well. So what, I mean, I just have a question. What does the, what is the significance of the title of the podcast? Literally, we needed a name. So you, but what is Las Culturistas? Well, you know how it's the word culture? Yeah. I just thought, because I'm an idiot, like (laughs) to make it dressed up, what if we said we were Las Culturistas? I mean, it works. Literally, the way Bowen and I's friendship works is like, I'll say things to try to make him laugh, and he'll do the same. And when we laugh, like, we just follow that instinct. And so it made us laugh. We thought, nobody's going to fucking listen to this. This network that we were with was nothing. (laughs) I mean, we all just started out. I said, okay, like 12 people listen to this. It'll be an excuse for us to hang out once sure. a week yeah. and our producers go and also you know it would be fun to have like a segment in the podcast we were like oh okay I've never listened to one before let's do this stupid thing called I Don't Think So Honey which is a 60 second <laughs> rant. rant on something in pop culture that you fucking hate oh, like you say right. I Don't Think So Honey uh, if you hated Mariah Mariah Carey and you'd go on yeah. Sean um, Colvin I Don't Think So yeah, Sean exactly, Colvin exactly honey <laughs> and so then like it just was like that and the, that was the segment we came up with just because we needed to have one. Wait, but then, mm. okay, so also the logo for the podcast is also something I've never understood. It's a little hat. But it's a hat with a feather, a cap with a feather in it. Mm. Right, because... What's the significance the, of that? Literally, what we said, the, the the thing of the podcast would be is that we'd wear hats. So that, literally, <laughs> Elliot, the, the podcast was not made for people to listen to because none of it makes sense. Lost yeah. Races is not a thing. But that's the and, best podcast where you're just doing it yeah. for fun with friends. Was, right, though? I, we, and that, so I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it caught on because well, we so did Podcast want is, it to succeed. The podcast is a, is a big success and it's super funny. Thank and you. the live version of the show where you have people come on and do, you have everybody, a b- yeah. bunch of people, comics, writers, people come on and do their own I Don't Think So Honeys. 50 of them in yeah, a night. 50 at a yeah. time. It's, it's, it's oh, insane. Wow. There's so much, they're insane. The nights are insane. It's really fun. But I, um, I was like, 
when I did one of them at the Bell House in New mm-hmm. York, I was looking at the poster and I was like, there has to be, there's some sort of like Shakespearean reference in the feather in the cap that I am He's missing. He's always looking for meaning. No, yeah, it's yeah. Like, so like, funny. Something. Never assume anything I'm a part of is smarter than Literally, you think. Elliot's not. Like, there's a deep meaning behind us. And it's like, no, Elliot, it's just cheese. Wait, yeah. it's just cheese. Did you go to Tish? I went to Tish. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're smart? Well, I mean, look. It, I, I guess, yeah, sure. What, you, what, what was your SAT yeah, score? My SAT score, I'll proudly say, we took them out of 2400 when they tried that experiment. Sure. I got a 2010. Okay. You okay. know, I didn't do badly. I got into it's, NYU. It's and I'm not an idiot. I just mean like, you know I know, what I, I mean. Know you mean. Every, every instinct I follow yeah. is stupid because that's what makes Bowen laugh. And yeah. I literally okay, don't cool. remember It's my good SAT enough for score. him. Okay. I, I did take a Scantron recently. Oh my God, Scantron. <laughs> because I, I was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, yes. Were you? With Sudi, right? It, yeah, Sudi was my plus one. Sudi Green wait, is... Green. Wait, how much did you win? I won ten, oh, no, $5,000. I got oh, to the $20,000 question, and oh, then literally yeah. they got me on a stupid fucking question. What was I the question? The that. question was framed like this. It was, how do you spell the first name of the protagonist of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol? And I thought to myself, Ebenezer Scrooge. They're going to give me a bunch of different names with different spellings. Yeah. They gave four different spellings of Ebenezer. Yeah. Oh. And so I used my 50-50, which was a, a second lifeline I still had at the $20,000 yeah. question. <laughs> and they narrowed it down to Ebenezer and Ebenezer, spelled E-B-E-N-E-Z-E-R. Yeah. And That's wrong. E B E N E Z E E R, which yeah. is correct. Now, which one would you think is right? The second, e- the second one? one. So did I, Elliot. It's oh, wrong. It is. It's the first one. It's only one e at the end there. Eben- oh. That's like Ebe- Ebenezer. Ebenezer. I know. But they what? get you because you think Z. There should be more e's. Listen to that long hard e. That's weird. Sucks. They got that sucks. Sucks. Chris Harrison. I'm sorry. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Wait, who's Chris Harrison? The host of The Bachelor, and, oh, and he okay. did something weird to me. What, what did he do? do? He didn't like well, that I time? messed. <laughs> yeah, we fucked. No, <laughs> um, he didn't like that I messed up one of my entrances. But I just was, you know, it was nervous. Yeah. So, and I kind of did a thing to the audience, like, "Oops, I messed up," because I, I can't, I don't know. I just wanted to make a joke to the audience. I was like, Ooh, I made like a face, and then he didn't like something that I, or that it was taking a long time, or mm. that I did that, yeah. or that I messed up at all. So. When I went back in to go, because it was like the second episode that mm-hmm. I was going to be on, he went to shake my hand and he did that like Trump thing of like when Trump pulls Ooh, the hand towards yes. you. Ew. So hard that I actually came off my feet a little bit Oh wow! in front of all these people. And it's not in the edit, but you can see me kind of wheel around the table and my face, I can tell how, I, I remember how it felt. Oh, it just felt God. like he tried to like Chilling. assert a dominance over me in a weird right, way. Yeah. And you know, I'm not fucking making this up. I mean, literally that's, that's what happened. It was so weird and he just was very professional the whole time but in like a very cold way and I kind of was like afterwards I was like I mean that was a dickish thing to do but he's doing his job it makes you Ugh. miss Regis oh yeah or oh, yeah. at least give me Mer- Meredith Meredith yeah. Meredith, oh, Vieira. Meredith Vieira you guys so talked about The Meredith. View before and I watch The View every day and are we into it right now because I actually as of well, today well has pneumonia right now yeah she's <laughs> sick um, but as of today I was actually really pissed why because they had to stop a conversation 
conversation today because Joy and Megan like couldn't... that's right that's what I was saying and I was, I was like, telling mm, literally when I you walked this. in I was telling Elliot you're gonna love what Joy does to Megan today oh, I gotta watch it. honestly I actually have to be honest with you I didn't like the way Joy handled that either I don't like either of them I don't like either of I'm them. not into it I, I don't I'm not a big fan of Megan McCain to begin with I think she's obnoxious but she's a brat I also think that Joy is a little bit of a, like a dead horse sort of just saying the same thing over and over every oh, day and also about not, Trump. not and always like, funny or useful I mean I think she's funny and I think she's very useful but I also think it's ridiculous she needs to like evolve a little bit right and sometimes it's like you know, when you're having a conversation and if you're going to talk about The View being in this news program, then, like, we do have to allow everyone's thoughts. Exactly. Like, and sometimes yeah. Joy cuts off with jokes that are, like, hacky, and I'm like, yeah, can we just talk time, about this? But at yeah. the same time, like, and I like Megan, but right. she'll sit there and, and pout, and it's like... No, she's... You're, par- you're on a show that's literally, literally a roundtable she's show. She's very pouty sometimes. Segments. She was silent yeah. for two segments. But I will she say we're, fri- really we're friends on Instagram, today. so uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan. But here's what I want to say about Megan. I respect her father. I am a little obsessed with her. I am a little obsessed too. with her. I, I watch every single thing she does. Every any I'm interview get her I'm on this it. podcast because I'm the think... most excited we've ever been. I do. <laughs> Maybe we people... should make this podcast about the View. People, <laughs> are people, people love the, the View. view. It's the a view. huge talk show. No, I do think that Meghan McCain would be a hell of a lot of fun to hang out with. Oh, I yeah. agree with you. I actually think I would like her personally, Me which too. is why sometimes I'm frustrated by her when she acts like. A baby. She did super today. Conserv- yeah. Oh, I was gonna say super yeah. conservative because she is actually like a very strong gay ally. Well, yeah, that is like, you, can, yeah. you can be conservative and be a strong gay ally. Well, yeah. well I mean, as someone who only reads headlines about the View because I don't watch it, <laughs> I feel like Meghan McCain is always like she'll have like one day where she you know does something that you want out of a Republican, which is she wants integrity in the White House. Yeah. She'll criticize the Republicans for doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And then the next day, she'll be like, Barack Obama was born in Africa. Or something. No. What are you she doesn't go that far, things. but she says things things about like AK forty sevens that yeah. I'm like, bitch, I don't know. Right. Well yeah, I mean the <sighs> thing is like she is socially liberal in many ways. Yeah. But she's very she's have fiscally guys, conservative. Have you guys Which ever heard of the term virtu virtu Virtue signaling? signaling, virtue signaling. Yeah, what is that? It's just kind of. like... She says it all the time. It's that thing where you go on Twitter and you're like. um you know, like, by the way, this is not woke. You know what I mean? That's oh. virtue signaling. Oh. Like, like yeah. showing people that light in the dark where they're supposed to think this thing, by the way. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh. It's kind of like, um, like if Joe Biden is running for president, someone will go up and be like, you know, remember... Anita Hill. Right. And that'll right, be right. virtue signaling. That's Got an example it. of that. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, just switching gears a little bit. So you, if you don't mind me um, asking about when you, you worked with Henry Kapersky. Yeah, Kapersky. Henry Kapersky. Yeah. So you guys dated for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a musician and a, a, I guess, an arranger of sorts. He is um, a composer and musical director. Was and he, wait, did he do comedy with you at school or, or you guys met I later? I met him doing Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson's Gay Show for All People. Actually, I was on the same bill as your sister. Oh, okay. And I was very, I remember I was actually a little preoccupied that night because I was so excited to meet her. Yeah. Because um, she, we had done like a sketch together years before. Mm. Um, and it was right when Broad City had started. So I remember it was kind of like talking to Alana and then also being like, okay, but the penis is cute. Wait, yeah. hold on. Let me talk to Alana. But then I remember <laughs> I like met up with him after and he told me he also liked Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, you're also a huge Kelly Clarkson like head, right? Like the biggest. Mm. Oh, Kelly Clarkson is the best. She's the fucking She's literally like, best. If, if I ever was a lip-syncing drag artist, I would literally only do it to Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, songs. she's got a lot of bops that no one touches. What's it's your the best. F- what's your, okay, so first let me ask, 
One, what is it like to date somebody that you collaborate with, especially when you're gay? I wonder if that's. I just wonder if that's more or、um, less challenging than for somebody else. Or I would say or that the collaborative part of our relationship was not the problem area. You know、oh, what I mean?、Okay. We never had an、mm-hmm. issue. We've and we have not had an issue working together. That's actually an area where we really respect each other. Yeah. And so honestly, that's a healthy one. Right. It was in the personal areas of our relationship that it kind of. You know, started to crack, and there. Therefore, I think we like assessed our relationship as a whole, and we're like, "There's a lot to fight for here, and one of them is the creative partnership.、Yeah. So let's make the rest of our relationship healthy, and at least find a way to make each other better. Like,、yeah. which is why anyone should be in any relationship. Yeah, of course. And I'm like really lucky to say that we got there because I know that a lot of people. Don't yeah, and, and it, most people probably don't. How long were you, did you guys date? We dated for a little bit over two years, and then continued to live together insanely for like eight more months. Oh boy, because in like New York happens a lot. It does it's New, a lot York. New York.、Yeah. It's New York. It's, it's a big city. You don't. You can't. No one can just move. Sometimes, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. nightmare to move. You're busy because you have an unpredictable schedule. Creative people. I mean, I, I, I wanted to stay available. I didn't have time to go. You know, looking for apartment housing is just、yeah. so exhausting. So we did that, and you know, was it healthy? Not always, but was it what we needed to do did financially? You, yeah. Did you、yeah. sleep head to head to toe? Same bed. Also, still kissed. Still、oh, called、wow. each other our nicknames because it's not that simple. Still kissed is a hilarious,、yeah. still a hilarious <laughs> summary of what you were doing. We still kissed, <laughs> but we we weren't like fucking. Right, we were still, we still like still you know、kissed. intimate,、um, but then we moved out and it's just crazy, like because it was like breaking up with him all over again. Yeah, and then I found that he was dating someone who was one of my best friends in college, and、Ooh. now they're like living together. And it's I had to go through it again. It's just like the series of saying goodbye that happens when I think you want to keep someone in your life because you never ever ever stop. Loving. Well,、them. it's also so compli- it's、mm. complicated because you guys are doing the same thing to a certain degree. You know, to a certain degree. I- I'm going to be honest, like. He, I think, when I met him, I wasn't doing as much music, and then he, I did more music as a result of being with him, and then he did more comedy, and then the lines blurred, right? And it kind of did get、I、a thought, little. That's what I thought. Strange. I, I figured I didn't realize that he was just a music guy, and t- you know, it, I, I yeah, he was like a woodwind performance major at、right. the University of Western <laughs> Michigan, like、right. woodwind performance, like band geek. Huh? Yeah,、mm. that's actually kind of sexy in, in its own way. Well, he's also a hot man. I love an oboe. He's he's really. Gorgeous, and when he performs, it's just like, do you guys get talent crushes with that? Yeah, yeah. Mus- musicians for me, I'm、oh, I done. Musicians, no. Oh, I, I would fuck everyone. If you have an acoustic guitar, get the fuck away from Wait, me. Wait, what'd you、fuck、say, Brian? No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get. T-、oh. I don't. I, for me, I get crushes. For me, it was always like if I was in a class with someone. And the first day of class, you're like, "Ugh, everyone's so ugly." And then by the last day, you're like, "Everyone's perfect." Yeah, you get infatuated、like、hard. I like, do. Yeah, you, I do. You get you focus in on who you're infatuated by.、Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same here. Here we go. <laughs> no, you do. Go. No, you do. No, you're the same way. <laughs> I'm、oh, yeah, very yeah. like I, I can sit in office and just sort of not deal with it. No, I, I don't want to emotionally deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt. Yeah.、Uh, before you go, I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff, but my favorite thing about you,、mm. as just a friend or whatever. <laughs> Is that the music that you make up? Like you just make music up, and it—you just make、way. up songs, which anybody could do. But when you do them, you commit to them so hard that we're gonna need to like find some and weave it into like right now into the podcast. Gay scarf, gay scarf, gay scarf, gay scarf. 
Tell them haters they can holla. Let's wrap around my collar like a gay scarf. Gay scarf. Gay scarf. Gay. Drop the beat. Walking down Ninth Ave, it's winter in Hell's Kitchen. Got my big boots, Pico jeans, a true religion. Got a circle scarf on, so my neck ain't chafing. I'm cozy. You're hating. You were a really big supporter yeah, of bear, bear people. people. Yeah, bear people. You really yeah, were did, there for us. Yeah, years and years and years ago, Matt and Bowen and I guess Sudi. It was me, Bowen, and then the rest of Pop Roulette. I forget exactly you who were was there. A sketch group we, were, Pop Roulette we were in a sketch group Pop Roulette. Wonderful. And we went up to perform in like <laughs> Toronto. And on the way back, we drove because we were too poor to fly. So we were driving back and the car fucking broke down. And it was Oof. like the really not, it was like late fall. Um, and we're like in the middle of nowhere, so the car's broken down. So we become delirious, and for I start hours. Si- for hours. I mean, we didn't get rescued for six or seven hours. It was horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. How it was you, horrible. Who rescued you? I'm so eventually, concerned. like, eventually, like some sort of like you know on star situation worked, but wow. it was wow. crazy. I was gonna say Canada's the one country where you can hitchhike. Well, we had just passed over the border as the thing. Oh. So we were like, it wasn't so even you were Canada. in Cleveland we were, or Buffalo no, we or something. we were in like thick upstate New York. Where oh. it was like, the, the closest house to us was um, this like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Ooh. looking shit. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. I don't want to ask for help. Yeah. They got those drug mules crossing the border up there. I saw Frozen River. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. We all saw Frozen River. <laughs> I mean. But you had, yeah. You had so a- we were delirious. And I was like, I just fucking started singing this song. And whenever Bowen laughs, I think something is good. And oh. he was laughing so then we put it on instagram people start like it became i mean you call it's like a mini 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 thing where like people it's so stupid group of small group people were like singing the bear people theme i I was up in a forest where i learned to care for bears now my children live there and they care for them they were bear people they were bear people they cared for the bears it's like a charming commercial and literally put on instagram and like buzzfeed found it and ran a thing about it and it I did a show. Viral. I did a show. I did a show at at, um, at, at Vassar. Yeah, and you had them sing. And I it. had the audience sing. Bear, all these college kids were like, "What?" But the, my my favorite thing is that when you commit when you commit to music, you're like doing the joke of like what singers sound like. Yeah, they sound yeah. actually good. They sound like this. It's very effortful. They don't sing stupid. They sing like singers. It's so yeah. funny. It's so it's so like specific of like now the way people are like mm, yeah like just yes. this. What do they like? Give a character. The machinations of singing. Four men doing a podcast now. That's that to me the song about this. Brent also will make fun of me the way I sing. By you should do the impression of me that you do when I sing. He's the best but singer ever. Great, you're what, a great singer. Yeah, but what do you do when you hear me sing vibrato? What is that even? What, what do you wait? What do I do? When I sing like a note, Brent, <laughs> Brent does this like he do, he tries to do like a good vibrato, but he'll be like, oh. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. about. But uh, yeah, 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 we're just moving it around. That's throat. his impression of me singing. Quote, you me are singing. such a nice chocolatey, oh, nice thing. It's good thank on you. the ears. Love thank that you, vibrato. Thank you. Well, Matt, um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, where can uh, people follow you on Matt. the interwebs? You can follow me at Matt Rogers though on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Matt I Rogers, did, I just did, y'all. Oh, queen. 
I wasn't paying attention and I did. That's why. <laughs> and um, you can listen to Las Culturistas um, with me and my co-host Bon Yang. And um, we're actually going to be going on tour. We're going to be in Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, San Francisco. And that's coming up soon. And then a whole bunch of East Coast and Texas states, too. So, so fun. You can buy tickets now. We're going to do that I Don't Think So Honey live show. Great. It's, so. I mean, it's, it's the best. It's insane. It's truly insane. I've loved it. Every time you've done it, you've been a stand-up bitch. Well, I was very happy. My first one was um, I Don't Think So Honey hashtag. I miss summer, which these guys know is the yeah, thing that yeah, makes yeah. me insane. Yeah. People being like, I miss summer, miss. but it's like, you're just nude. Yeah, you just want to be naked. <laughs> like you're a child. Anyway, Matt, thank right. you so much thank for you being here. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. And another thing. A big part of being gay. A shockingly big part of gay culture mm-hmm. can be... Uh, drug use. Drug use. Recreational drug use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to talk about it because um, I I think the three of us have always sort of sort of felt had a similar understanding or sentiment yeah. about um, gay drug use, and yeah. I guess you know it's definitely called uh, it's horrifying. We're all Nancy Reagan's here. Truly. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, no, Alan is definitely the most liberal-minded no. when it comes to these drugs, and uh, there are a, a handful. Hate Reagan. There are a handful of uh, <laughs> drugs that are that can be you know. Qu- quite aligned with the gay world, which are uh, right. poppers. We'll go into these in yeah, a second, yeah, but yeah. like poppers, GHB, meth, meth, Viagra, Cialis, cocaine, ecstasy, molly, and MDMA. It's right. funny that you put Viagra and Cialis in yeah. there. Well, they're huge. But they're not like... Yeah, they're prescriptions, but, though. But they're prescriptions, and they're also rarely abused. Yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Like, they aren't mm-hmm. seen as sort of like... it's. It would be hard to abuse Viagra. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Sure, but definitely. I mean, like, you could, and then I mean, you would have a medical problem. Sure, but it wouldn't be fun. I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm think get, so. I'm getting lightheaded just thinking about no, it. No, because well, yeah, it just so be it, it. All right. So this is what blows me away. When I started using Grinder uh, five years ago or so, I've I very quickly learned what PNP mm-hmm. uh, clouds meant, and these all were references to people who smoke meth and then have sex. Uh, and I could not believe how often I saw it on Grindr. So P and P stands for party and play. Party and play. Which I, we should say it doesn't have to exclusively be meth for P and P. Right. It, it uh-huh. can mean anything. Ecstasy. Really. Yeah. It can mean cocaine. It can mean a lot of things. Sure. It does often mean meth. You're right. Right. And T <laughs> capital T or clouds is for is Tina, for Tina, which yeah. I think is also meth. Yeah, yes, I think it's yeah. also meth. So these part, I guess a lot of people, call, you know, call them like party drugs or, or the idea do you pee and pee, which is like do you party and play. Right. I mean, it does sound hilarious when you say it out loud because it sounds like <laughs> it's like you're talking about like a hip hop group or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's such a, it is strangely such a big part of the gay I don't culture. Think it's, I don't think it's so strange at all. I mean, you look back to the sexual revolution and the use of ecstasy and the use of, you know, marijuana. Back then? Yes. Ecstasy? Yes. Yeah. I thought ecstasy was like within the last twenty years. No, or, or not. I think well, it was, was such a rave. LSD, LSD, oh, LSD, which that's is, yeah. which, but but it is. It's all along the same lines of sort yeah. of like using recreational drugs for sexual enhancement. But LSD and, isn't for sex. LSD L- E is for sex. Ecstasy is like for sensual. You know, behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, no, but you would use it for sex. You could yeah. use it, and yeah. many people did during the sexual revolution. Look, Elliot, Elliot doesn't sex. need help getting a tingle. Yeah, <laughs> we know that. But no, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> during the sexual revolution, you had a lot of sort of experimentation with drugs, and a part of the sexual revolution was gay people coming out of the closet and being very open about their sexual lives. And so, the fact that we, as a community, are somehow connected to the drug movement in the 70s moving on into the 80s for recreational use 
I don't find that much that surprising, really. Yeah, it's not. I'm, it's not. I'm, it's, no, it's, it's not. not it's surprising. not that gay people aren't humans, and that and, and any group of people <laughs> no, you're going to get think, humans who are tempted I do think that to, gay people to are experiment often, with drugs. Often more open to using recreational drugs for sexual enhancement than straight people. It's. I just. It's interesting. Just from my own perspective, I'm. Of terrified of most drugs. Yeah, well, I like I mean, me weed. Too. And I'm, 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 I like weed. Weed is fine. I'm afraid of like, even like cocaine scares me. I know. Uh, so like the <laughs> the 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 uh, prevalence prevalence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the prevalence of uh, like poppers being a thing yeah. and, and meth being a thing and Tina, you know, that to me is like a, it's a well, strange. Poppers also. I mean, <laughs> let me let's explain too that poppers yeah, is yeah. also called. Uh, uh, Anal it's VHS night. cleaner. It's it's T. It's, yeah, it's, it's video cassette cleaner. <laughs> it's video and, cassette cleaner that you that you inhale like yes. you're a huffer in the Midwest. Well, and what it does and, is it actually it's very difficult to have a negative to have a negative health reaction to poppers that will cause something like a overdose. Oh sure, and, sure. And so like putting poppers in the same category as meth, I think is is very. Like you're using it very liberally there, the use of the word drugs, because there's separation in in the type of drugs like meth use in the gay community is very, very scary right now. And it's causing, you know, HIV scares and and uh, a lot of other sort of STD right. scares right. that are happening within the community. Poppers isn't leading to. No, I'm not. That's not right. The, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But I will say I've never I've never met someone in person who used poppers and yes, whenever you I have. see, no, no, I've never I'm, been I'm with someone who used that you poppers. Haven't. That's I'm, that's shocking. To I've me. never, I've never hooked up with someone who used poppers. See, my point, my from my perspective is, I've seen a lot of it used, and I've only done it once, and it made my head hurt yeah, so much. Me too. But with that being said, it's one of these things. I'm not, my, and by the way, sorry, we didn't we need to clarify. It's it supposedly makes it easier to have anal sex. Yeah, like it's a muscle well, relaxer. Right. It, it's it 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 relaxes all. All of your senses in oh, a way that uh-huh. allows for anal sex and other things to be more pleasurable and heightened. Uh-huh. Uh, and to me, it's like the fact that it's like so <laughs> close. You know what I mean? It's like it's in such close proximity as like a, just a gay person with a sex life. It's always been so interesting to me because it's not something I'm interested in doing. Yeah. You know, I've tried it. It's not for me. And I just can't believe that it's – not can't believe. I don't know how – it's just an interesting thing to see that it's so close, that it's so well, c- uh, central to a lot of gay sex. I mean, for me, have you used? Have you done them? I have. Do you like them? No, not really. And mm-hmm. Brent, have you Why? done them? I I I, I, sniffed, I I huffed poppers once, and it gave me an instantaneous headache. Me too. Yeah. But I kind of have like a pain thing, so I I don't uh-huh. I, I I like the the pain of anal sex in a way. Like huh. I, I don't. Hmm. It doesn't. Br- just Brent just passed out and died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily need it for for that purpose. Right. Um, what about I, meth? Have you done meth? Well, no. I knew Alan was going to get defensive during this conversation, by the way. Well, I get defensive because I feel like oftentimes, you know, I don't think we just do. I think gay people in general do it. You generalize sort of drug use in a way that categorizes people who use poppers or people who maybe smoke weed or do ecstasy to have a crazy weekend of sexual sort of liberation. But wait, wait, let me finish. And then you include meth and, you know, other hard drugs that 
are very, very addictive. Genuinely problematic. In the same category. And I feel Mm. like that stereotype, that generalization causes to not only straight people judging gay people, but also sort of self-hate amongst the community of if you see anyone doing any drugs whatsoever, you equate someone who does poppers with someone who does meth. And they're very different people. Yeah. I don't don't, don't don't think think you're doing it. I'm saying it's a generalization that I think should be clarified when you're when we're having a discussion about drug use in the gay community. I'm just I mean, honestly, I'm I'm just my list of drugs were just like these are dr- things that yeah that's it. gay guys yeah, they can't read do. they can't read our list at home yeah no, of course, I, i'm not saying of course, but what i'm i'm saying is like us talking about poppers yeah. and meth so casually sort of interchange without saying that there's a very difference in right. the drugs i right, guess i right. think it's very I think dangerous of, i right. think of meth and poppers in the same breath only because i think most straight people have never heard of poppers and i think most straight people wouldn't think that meth was so prevalent in the gay community yeah, mm. so I that's, can see that. I'm, I, so that's sort of why I clump them, just because I think they're the most interesting. Everyone smokes weed. Yeah. Coke, is, Coke is everywhere. Right. It's just losers like Elliot and I who don't do it. Yeah. But like, I did a me, lot of like meth, and, and meth and poppers are like the the gay-centric insofar as I don't, I just don't think you find the, a lot of it outside of the gay. No, uh, I, mean, I mean, Matthews, meth, meth, Matthews meth in the community yeah. is a huge problem and it, and it i think you could you could make an argument that the use of poppers and ecstasy and cocaine has led to the for people who are really into drug use searching for a drug to give them even more of a high during sex you could yeah. you could make that mm. argument I, i'm sure there's data on that i don't have it but I do also know many friends of mine. I don't anymore because I like to wake up and like have coffee in the morning at <laughs> sure. 9 a.m. and not sleep until noon. Um, but I do have many friends who will go on sort of like a radical fairy sort of weekend in upstate mm-hmm. California and have or, you know, upstate like Buffalo, in New York, Buffalo, like New York, Northern yeah. California and and have sort of a weekend of or Burning Man even ecstasy and and even just using cocaine sometimes and just, just having like a little bump just to help you keep yeah, going. And sure. have fun and, Listen, if you want, and, I think it's gr- and if you're safe yeah. and you use it in a controlled sense amongst people that you feel very comfortable with and you don't go overboard. I think it's perfectly fine. I think so do you too. think do you think it's shitty of me to judge people who smoke meth? No, I don't. I, because, when I say judge, to clarify, sorry, because meth is scientifically proven to be highly addictive, right. In a sense that it's very difficult once you get on meth to get off of it, right? I also Whereas think cocaine is addictive, but not in the same not level the same as meth. Level. Absolutely. I also think that beyond being gay. The idea, the the joke, the punchline of meth and meth head and meth face has become a very. I mean, that to me is not just a gay thing. It's like very much across the board. Yeah. It's just become like the joke. The joke, like, is yeah. is to make fun of the meth heads and the methadone clinic and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I literally am just, I, I just interested in the I, just talking about the, you know, the idea of like these drugs that are very specifically, you know, common among gay guys. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just an interesting conversation to have. No, I think it isn't. I think it's an important conversation to yeah. have. But I also think it's a important conversation to have responsibly, so that you know we yeah. know sort of the ramifications of the what. It's like when you're saying you know someone did something in their childhood, but it and you equate it to something much larger, and mm. it's like no, they're not the same things. But if someone hears it, they could equate it to be the exact same thing. And yeah. it's not. You I just know? I just think it's interesting because I actually we have a bunch of friends who smoked meth. I just learned this recently. A couple of them they smoked meth when they for like a year or two when they were in their teens. And we do, yeah. Wait, uh, there's something coming up here. No, no, no I promise. This is a, this and is so real. it's I... not it's not like a judgment of mine because I obviously have good friends who've smoked meth when they were for uh, 
pot- potentially years of their lives and yeah. then were able to get over it. But I do still have, and I think it's I think it's fair. I do definitely have a stigma whenever I see meth. I have like a photographic memory for everyone on Grinder who says they're into meth because sometimes <laughs> they'll say it for a week and then they'll take it off their profile. Interesting. But I remember it all. I have. I did a story on this guy a couple years ago. I did it on drug use in the gay community, and he was raised in Los Angeles in Hollywood. Here is you know middle class family, uh, father a police officer, mom I think was a teacher, and. Um, he was gay and his family was very accepting about him being gay, but he was really thin and Hispanic and in, he never really felt like he fit in in WeHo or in Silver Lake, which is yeah. WeHo's the very sort of like sort of catty gay, very muscly, very yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Silver Lake in Los Angeles is very hipstery gay. Right. And he never felt like he fit in anywhere. And he would use drugs with certain groups in both communities just to fit in. And it led to meth use because what meth allowed him to do was not only feel less insecure and he Mm -hmm. felt more free to sort of do whatever, but he also, because he was so sexually open and available, he found that people accepted him, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. used him. And it led to a lot of different problems and arrests and, Mm. you know, becoming HIV positive, the whole thing. And on a lot of levels, I understood where he was coming from with his use, with his drug sure. use. I got the where the where the line started yeah, yeah, yeah. and ended. And I get on some level he just wanted to fit in, but he also wanted to have fun. And it's yeah. that where and and that's I, fine line. It's a really. fine line. Is it's there a, a world in which you think you could have gotten addicted to meth? No, I mean I do. I do think I have a very addictive sort of that's in my family addiction alcohol addiction is a big thing in my family and depression is a big thing in my family so i've always been very cautious of a lot of it and i'm also like on three different antidepressants so i don't really drink at all anymore you never quit bragging so i mean i just don't and i know but that's because i know the line so sure they're Definitely, I definitely saw myself having an alcohol problem a couple of years ago. Like sure. I, I could see it going in that direction. I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, but I can't really answer that. Yeah. Um, just to end, do you remember? I'm just, just in general curiosity. Do, do you remember like what it was like to be on meth and like was it fun? What's it? What is it like? I mean, no, I, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I'm just, I was, I'm just yeah, that was like a cliffhanger. I couldn't tell if you yeah. had, and I was uh, like, oh, maybe no. Alan's done meth. But I, I was at a lot of parties where meth was used, but I, I mainly use like cocaine, second hand ecstasy, smoke. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I hooked up with one guy once. <laughs> was, I hooked up with a guy who was on meth. Yeah, sure. I hooked up with a guy who was smoking meth, but of course, I'm so fucking dumb that I was like, that's a cool bong. <laughs> oh That's my cool god, bong. Elliot. He's smoking potpourri. I was like, what, an, what an interesting bong. Well, I, I, Can I, I have, have a head experience? I can't stop. I've had the experience once or twice where uh, I remember this one guy, we'd gone on a couple dates and then I knew he was in WeHo. So we like just met at a bar and we were making out and he smelled like smoke, but it wasn't smoke that I knew. Right. Oh. And that... And I don't know if I don't know if that means what meth, if it was cloves? <laughs> yeah, what if it was cloves. Maybe he, he was just, emo. He yeah, just it, left the fragrance section of Bed Bath and Beyond. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> but it definitely it's definitely unnerving because you know the smell of smoke. Sure. Yeah. You know you can't mistake that. Could so. it come from a barbecue restaurant? You, you never know. You never know. <laughs> just come from a barbecue restaurant, Dallas barbecue. <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something that we spoke about on today's episode? She'd say, you should have told everyone you did shrooms once. (laughs) She'd think you have to just make yourself look cooler. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. My Aunt Joanne would certainly say, who is, am I supposed to know who Tyler Oakley is? (laughs) (laughs) My Aunt Anne would say, I don't see why you need math to loosen your asshole. (laughs) 
You know, you can just take a diuretic. It's very fair. Works for me. <gasps> oh, I love her. She, I don't even know her, yeah, and I love her. I she is. Oh a my jam. god. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm H. Allen Scott. I am Brent. <laughs> I'll never take my shirt off, Sullivan. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Starburns Audio, produced by Land Romo, and was engineered by Matt Brousseau. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.